welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Come on and celebrate. Come on and celebrate. We're not going to push the praise, but we will make room for it. It is program appropriate. I know that the Autism Awareness Ministry would be okay right here. As they have been preparing the way for us, it's good to know that while others consider you to be a number or a statistic, that there is a God that sits high and looks low, who who knows you by name and calls you by name and chose you by name. He gave you your name. Hallelujah. To God be the glory for the things that he has done. Come on and celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for, it's such a beautiful day. I'm overwhelmed. I'm going to tell you all the truth. I'm overwhelmed. I told Reverend Pyfram, I'm just praying. I just want to be able to do what is my assignment to join in with the worship. The Lord has been preaching to us. If you've been listening all day, the Lord has been loving on us. Loving on us. Reminding us, I got you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's what we've come here for. Thank you, Lord. All the assignments have been done, Mother. You can relax. They did a good job. Thank you, Lord. The dancers have danced. Thank you, Lord. The singers have led us in the worship. Thank you, Lord. The prayers have been prayed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well done. Thank you, Lord. Well done, well done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we're just entering in, continuing in worship, continuing with the preaching that's already gone forth. We thank God for Pastor and his absence and for all those who have had a part in, in, in bringing together this celebration here at the Church of the Redeemer. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version beginning at verse 1. Thank you for us being able to just continue the conversation that's already been happening in the presence of the Most High God. Romans chapter 5, verse 1, New Revised Standard Version reads this way. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And 
we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering, Mother, produces endurance. And endurance, Father, produces character. Let them go through it. Thank you, Lord. And character produces hope. And hope, hope in God, hope does not dis disappoint us. Why? Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were weak, the Bible says, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, someone might actually dare to die. But, but God, but God proves his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Congregation here in the sanctuary and in the sanctuary in your homes, congregation here on this Sunday, April 24th, and in the days and weeks to come, a title for our message on this morning is Just for Me. Just for me. Seems like we've been hanging together quite a bit these last few weeks. What a blessing. We are in the midst of what's called Easter Tide or Easter time. Still, still. We just celebrated, uh, if you're still recovering from the joy of last week, we're still celebrating. Um, we just celebrated the final days uh, of Jesus. If you remember, not too long ago, we were journeying together through the suffering that was the Lenten season. Amen. And, and then as we concluded the Lenten season together as believers, we walked together. We walked together through, through the final week of Jesus's life. And, and we thought about, we thought about, and we read about the betrayals of Jesus. Uh, and, and we learned about the communal meals that he had with his friends. And, and, we, and we learned about the sentencing against his life and ultimately his, his punishment uh, uh, his punishment and by death on the cross. And then, and then just a week ago today on Sunday morning, on Sunday morning people put on their finest uh, uh, colorful suits. Amen. We won't call any names and, oh, and, and, and lace, lace socks. And, and we celebrated, we celebrated together that Jesus had risen from the grave. Amen. Amen. Just like he said he would. Jesus was dead. He was dead. He was. And yet today he lives and he reigns. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and, and as we think about, and as we read about, as we sing about it, Minister TJ, as we preach about it, uh, about all the magnificent wonders of Jesus while he was here on earth among us, we rejoice together. We come together and dance and celebrate as a family, as the body of Christ. And yet, if we are not careful of sisters and brothers, we lose sight of this great salvation and knowing that this great love 
is personal. Just for me. Here it is in Romans. In Romans, the Apostle Paul is credited with offering these words to believers. Yes, yes, back then. But then also we listen and hear them today. And as we read, we are reminded there's so much packed into these verses, these, just even these eight verses that we read. Go home and read all of it. We are reminded of so many things. We are reminded of who we are, uh, of who we are, who we were, and who we are now after Calvary. We, we hear God telling us that now we are justified. That's good news. Justified. We are made right by faith. And we hear that we now have peace. It's always available. We have peace with God through, through Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and we hear about grace and, and that we stand on God's grace. And, and we hear that we can boast uh, as we share all about God's glory. Ultimately, this message on this morning and this whole service is a worship testimony service. If you haven't already realized, we're just telling the story about God's glory in our lives. And, but not only that, the Apostle Paul goes to say that, yes, yes, in the good times we celebrate on Sunday morning, but even through the midst of the suffering, the Lenten suffering, the crucifixion, the betrayal, even the midst of all of that, somehow God is able to take this and that that we think is to be tossed out and work those things together for the good to those who love the Lord and to those who are called according to his purpose. And so even suffering makes something good and beautiful. Suffering produces endurance in the believer and an endurance produces character and character gets us the hope. All of this is squeezed in to these verses. And Paul says, in the midst of our everyday situations, the good and the bad and the ugly, we can have hope. Because the Lord works through all of it on behalf of his children. I don't know that math or that chemistry or that science of how God can take this and that and suffering and pain and tragedy and somehow mix and match it together. And it's not just for the good of them, but it's just for me. And as we read, we saw the verse said that all of this is made possible. He takes, he picks it apart for us. He helps us to understand who we are in God and how the Lord has done all this through Jesus. All of this is possible. Why? Because we have been infused, had an infusion of God's love. God's love is not going to be, but God's love has been, has already been poured into us but when did this happen preacher when when was God's love poured into us so that we could have hope in Christ Jesus well it happened uh, whether we want to admit it or not before we knew to ask for it it happened way back then before we were who we are it happened before we had enough sense to know that we needed God's love it had already be done as a matter of fact Paul said that this happened while we were weak and and weak and powerless literally while we were sin sick God poured his love into us. God overwhelmed us like he is right now, overwhelmed us with his love, and we didn't do anything to earn it. We didn't do anything to deserve it, but believe it because you were chosen, because you were born. 
because you belong to him, because you are his creation. And in the fullness of time, the Bible says, in the fullness of time, Paul says, when the time was right, when the Kairos had lined up in heaven and glory, not on our time, but in the fullness of time, Jesus came and was born and he lived and he died just for us. But really, just for me. That's all right. It's going to sound selfish for a minute, but you'll get it. You'll get it. And with his sacrifice, Jesus showed, Paul said, he demonstrated, he proved his unconditional agape love for us. All of that's in those verses about what God did, about who we were and who we are now. And in all of this, as we were reading these verses, the apostle, we, we, we translate it in English. We say, we, we were, we are justified by faith in us. We, he says, we, and he says, us, uh, and us, this God's love for us, and Jesus died for us. And, and, and it's true, he was speaking to, to the hearers of that day as a group. Just like, just like I'm sharing what the Lord has to say to us today as a group. And so it's appropriate for us, for us to say Jesus died for us. And, 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 and we, uh, like we are saying on this morning, but I need you to know that, that the message for us today is that that word is ego. And, and it really means I. It, it, it really means me. I mean, we, we, we make it right so that as we're talking to the group, but I, but I need you to know that that, that word is to the individual. So whenever you read about what Jesus did, let them let them call you self-centered. Uh, whatever you, whenever you read about what Jesus did for us, give give yourself permission to indulge in the joy of thinking just for me, just for me. It's true. It's true. The word teaches us there is, Reverend Pai, from a global invitation to salvation, that all will be saved and come into the knowledge of the Lord. That's true. That's true that there, that there is uh, uh, the ability for, uh, for, the, for the goal for reconciliation to happen to all, to sons and daughters, that, that, that we would come to God from the east and from the west and from the north. And from the south, and and it and it's very true that the blood there's enough blood uh, from the sacrifice of the lamb to cover all of us and, and your sins and my sins, and we learned that on last week. Uh, there's enough that all would be saved and come, and and God's love it's available to all, to all. You are not to be excluded. We've heard that on today. It's available to all who would come and accept Him. Sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes when we think about the grace and the joy and the justification and the, all the things we read about and the, the peace of God and the heart of God, um, sometimes when we think about it being available to, to all the world, to all the world, we, we forget about the individualization of the gift of God. Tailor made. This is the only thing I got that's custom, and I love these robes because they fit me. It's different. Ooh, thank you. 
Sometimes, sometimes we celebrate together like we've been doing over these weeks. The blessings to the community. Thanks be to God what God is doing in the midst of us, outside of these doors, uh, uh, in the local churches as we come together as the body of Christ. And we think about how the Lord has been so good to us and to all of our people, even, even to our family back home. And then we don't think about, we don't think about the truth that Jesus was sent, he was born, he died in sacrifice here I go just for me you qualify we've heard it already thank you Lord you qualify you qualify as his beloved because you were born because you are chosen without question you have been selected and adopted into his family just as you are just for me. But it can be challenging, church, because this world in which we live doesn't, doesn't encourage this kind of uh, affirming of us through Christ Jesus. We, and in fact, not only that, we, we aren't taught that everybody can come and everybody's welcome. We're, we're taught that to judge who qualifies, Reverend Pfeiffer, and, and who doesn't, who can sit on this side and who's got to sit on that side and who, who's got to be in the back and work your way up. This is not on the paper, but, but even when some of us, even when some of us it's a shame look into the mirror we are so quick to find all of the reasons and all of the things that that make us unlikely candidates uh, unsuitable beneficiaries of of God's love certainly we can't look at me get the benefit of the painful death of the perfect Christ not me That's an epidemic. Uh, recently, recently, I watched Netflix, a show uh, uh, called The God Committee. The God Committee. Don't put your phone down. Um, this is not an endorsement because I only saw like 15 minutes. And please don't um, search now. Just because you have your phone held down, we can still see the light. The God Committee, this show was called, um, was in this hospital, a group of people who decided who, in this particular case, would get a donor heart. And uh, it, it was a group of, uh, uh, I think, six professionals, a, a, a nurse and um, a surgeon, uh, an administrator, uh, a psychiatrist and others who, who took their duties very seriously and faithfully um, yet that the truth is that they had the limitations of human knowledge and, and wisdom and experience, but it was their assignment on day by day, on case by case, as, as new organs uh, would come into the hospital to decide who on the list would be uh, reasonably uh, to accept these, these organs. Uh, they, so they had to come up with a checklist, uh, uh, develop reasons why someone or why they would not, or they would have to decide who would or wouldn't get a new heart. I'm just trying to tell you this is a testimony service. They could even, they had the responsibility on a day-by-day -day basis, minute by minute really, to move people up and down the list, the priority list based on their evolving circumstances, whether a person's health uh, and worthiness change from minute to minute. 
and day by day. Born in 1789, a woman named Charlotte uh, Elliott, uh, uh, we know her now as a hymn writer, but when she was 32, she developed uh, a physical ailment, a, a serious illness, uh, they said, that, that left her immobile, no longer able to move about as she had. And she had this condition, these physical challenges and limitations for the rest of her life. As a result of this, the story goes is that Charlotte Elliott began to uh, enter into a spiritual crisis. You know, why, why God, why is this happening? Or who are you, God, and, and, and where are you, God, in the midst of all of this? Come on, it's all right to tell the truth when we go through these struggles and these circumstances. And not only that, she began to deal with, with her pain um, and experience anxiety and depression and, and out of this experience all things working together for the good to those who love the Lord and to those who are called according to his purpose out of this she began to pen hymns and and many many hymns reflecting her feelings about this experience just as I am without one plea but that thy blood was shed for me and that thou bids me come to thee O Lamb of God I come I come just as I am, though tossed about with many a conflict, is this your story, many a doubts, fighting and fears within and without, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Do I qualify for this overflow of love that the Lord, you said, has already poured into me? Surely Jesus, preacher, wouldn't give his life for my jealous self. Surely Jesus, Deacon, didn't hang on that cross uh, on behalf of my murmuring, gossiping, backbiting self. You can't tell me, preacher, that me and my limping, uh, me and my limping, Jacob, and me and my ever-grieving self, Jeremiah, you can't tell me that me and my outcast talked about self, Samaritan woman. You can't tell me that me and my isolated self woman with the issue. You can't tell me that me and my struggles to understand Jesus's teachings, even though we show up with him every day, disciples. You can't tell me that I, it's okay for me to enter in and get all the benefits. I'm just saying, surely, I'm just saying, if there had to be a decision made, if there was a God committee, I'm, I'm so certain if there had to be a choice made as to whether or not I would get the benefits of the cross that y'all celebrated on last Sunday. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it would be me and myself self. But aren't you glad? Is there anybody here that's oh so glad that there isn't a God committee? But aren't you so glad that you and me, we didn't have to make the choice because some people on my list would be moved to the bottom. I'm just trying to tell you that. Aren't you glad? That there didn't have to be a choice as to which one of us would get the heart of God. The blood is available to pump through you and you. And that's how I know that he did it just for me. Jesus knew what he was coming into. He knew what this world was. And that's why he came. Jesus was a gift to an imperfect world, to an imperfect, stinky, 
nose turned up hating people like you and me. I'm so glad that there wasn't a capacity limit on the blood. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that I'm thanks be to God that that we didn't have to be be picked one or the other, but all can come. And I'm glad that we didn't have to be a particular way to be a beneficiary of the blood. Because the transplant of God's heart deep down on the inside, that's the transplant that will never be rejected. Hallelujah. The infusion of his blood is just the right type. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I see the question in the chat. You mean to tell me that the Lord knew me? Because he said at just the right time, and I wasn't even here yet, so maybe he just didn't know who I was going to be. You mean to tell me that the Lord knew me and died for me? Make it personal, yes. Yes, that's what I'm telling you, and not only that, the Lord still knows you. And last Sunday when he got up, he did it just for you. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I know, I know what they say out there. I know the murmuring in the streets and sometimes on the inside. But forget what you heard. Because they didn't die for you, I did. You, yes, you. Come on and get it. You, yes, you. We've been saying all day, you. And if you were the only one in need of his love, he would have still died. Because he died just for you. And just for me. So when you feel like you don't fit, I'm ready. If you feel like you're undeserving. If you wonder if Jesus only came for them or your parents or your grandparents or, or for the preacher or for the musicians if you if you think that you're too broken if you think that you're too old if you think that you're too young if you think that you're too tall if you think that you're too small if you if you think you're too undereducated if you think you're too overeducated if you think you're too rich and if you think that you're too poor just know that Jesus still cares and he did it just for you and if you if you ever get to that place I want you I want you to take one hand and I want you to lay it on yourself and I want you to put one hand up to glory and I, and I want you to say just for me just for me uh, we don't have to let the resurrection party stop it wasn't over last Sunday uh, we're still in Easter joy because he did get up in our our assignment on today is to celebrate, celebrate what preacher? The specificity of the sacrifice because he knew who you were and he knew who you would be and he died just for you. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying just for me, chosen sister. I said just for me, saved. I, I think it was just for me, redeemed. I, I think it was just for me, called. I, I think you just for me, blessed. I, I know I'm just for me, grateful. I, I think it's just for me, loved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
special gift, a, a treasure chest for me. It's beauty I, I just can't resist. And only I can see, never would have thought you could open up to me. You showed me all inside and said to me, believe I, I found in you a secret place that created just for me. When I am there, the pain's erased and my shackled heart is free. And never would I have thought that I would have found a love so true. You were the one, the only one. My heart, my heart, my heart, my heart belongs to you just for me. You came down because you love me just for me. Never knew someone to care so much for me just for me. Everything I am, everything I'm not, everything that I can be because you love me. You died and you did it. Give him praise. Tell your neighbor he died just for me. Look at him in the face and hold your head back and declare with confidence and great joy that if it was only me, he still would have come. That's how much. That's how much. That's how much. That's how much. He loves me. That's me. He loves me. Yes. Just for me. You came because you love me. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Tell the story. Run away from the empty tomb and let them know that he did it for you and he can do it again. Rest on your feet so that they will come. Rest on your feet so that they will come. We serve the God who will die for one. Hallelujah. From heaven he came down into the earth. Born of a woman. Grew up and served. He washed feet. Oh yes he did. He opened blinded eyes. Oh yes he did. He healed hurting hearts. One day, before he could go to his great reward, there was one more thing to do. Do you know why? Ask me why. Because there was a girl named Deandra who was going to need his love, his love, his love lifted, lifted me. And so, just for me, he walked with that cross on his back. Let them crucify him. I said he let them crucify him. Because I would need his love today. Thank you, Lord. But early, early, early on Sunday, he got up with all power in his hands. Jesus lives today because he walks with me and he talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives. Oh, yes, he 
come three times and get your church card punched nobody has to sign off on your salvation just because you're you he knows what happened he saw it go down just because you're you he wasn't bullied into it he wasn't obligated he didn't do it just to get something back for you help us to understand your love oh God but just because just because, just for you. Will you be a witness today? Will you tell a dying world that there was nothing that you could do, wasn't, didn't matter how often you served or didn't serve, it didn't, just like you are, just for you. Thank you, Lord. The deacons are coming and now was an opportunity for us to invite someone perhaps you've heard all the witnessing all the testifying the 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 first preachers of the gospel the women they ran away from the tomb to go tell the people what had happened that's you will you let him lift you up to a high place with all your mess and with all your stuff will you let him use you will you let him make an example out of you to show a world yes me you know me Come on, you know me, you knew me, right? We went way back. He did it for me, and so I know he can do it for you. Will you testify today? Whether on our virtual campus or somebody's watching this later, if you're right here in the sanctuary, let this God do a transplant in your heart. Let him give you an infusion of his blood. We told you, we told you the gospel, the, the good news that he died, he, he was buried, but then he rose with all power. It was on purpose, with a purpose. He did it to pay a debt that we couldn't repay because we were all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And then not only were we born in this sin, but we live in the midst of a sinful world that, that we have got to, to learn to have the mind of Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us when we come to him helps us to, to grow up and to understand God's ways which are not like our ways and God's thoughts which are not like our thoughts. It's a whole new life. And can somebody testify it's better, so much better. It, it doesn't mean you won't have problems, but it means that you won't have to go through those sufferings because they'll produce patience and perseverance and character and all that we read about. God will take all of the debris of your life and build a, an altar to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So won't you come? Are you here? Wherever here is, are you here today? Whenever today is, come on. Give this God your life. He can make everything beautiful in, in the right time. He will trust him with your life. Come on, won't you come?
So we invite you to, to for restoration. We we invite you. We know that life can be challenging, but it's better together. Hallelujah. It is better together. And so we invite you to become a part of this fellowship of believers that are, are loving on God together, are receiving God's love together, are growing in grace in God together. Are you here? You need to be restored back to the body or, or you need a church home where you can have a safe haven and come and grow and learn. We invite you for salvation. We invite you for restoration and to Jesus' loving arms. We invite you. We invite you to become a part of this fellowship called Redeemer. Are you here? Won't you come? Oh, how he loves. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Yes, he loves us. Oh. 